because it is uh, Lent and it's Ash Wednesday, the first day, I want to uh, talk tonight from this topic, the way it really works, the way it really works. James chapter 1, verse 21. It says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Uh, That's the reading from the New International Version. That same verse reads like this in King James. It says, uh, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. The way it really works. The way it really works. Today is the first day of Lent. It's called Ash Wednesday. The placement of the ashes. In a formal setting today, believers are having ashes lightly smeared in the symbol of a cross on their forehead. The forehead is the area of your thought life. Anything meaningful that comes from our being starts in our mind. The scripture says in Philippians, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Again, Philippians says, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, honest, of good report, worthy of virtue, think on these things. And then Jesus says, In John 8, as we so well know around here at Freedom, that we are to know the truth. So the ashes are symbolically placed on the forehead, uh, the area of our body from which our thoughts emanate. May this be a season of holy thinking that leads to holy living. No life will be impacted if truth doesn't get into our minds. So may we all engage in serious, not shanty, focused, not frolicking, devoted, not drifting, humbling, not haughty thoughts. So on Ash Wednesday, ashes are placed on the forehead uh, in the shape of a cross, um, depicting that our thoughts, this person I am, is behind the cross, forever remembering the sacrifice and the meaning of our Savior's suffering and death. That's the placement of the ashes. Now let me say something about the purpose of the ashes. Symbolically, the ashes are 
are from the dust. Uh, the dust is uh, our place of earthly beginning. Remember, uh, the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground, and then he says, from dust thou art, and to dust thou shalt return. So that the ashes are made from dust reminds us of the frailty of our lives. Uh, we're frail. We have sickness. We have struggles. We are frail. And because we're frail, that's why Satan attacks us. We're frail. That's why we need it and yet need Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we're frail. Allow the confessions of your frailty to take you to the Lord in, in prayer, in scripture, in fasting, in meditation, in good works. There, there are no strong persons in Lent. There are no uh, strong persons in Lent. There are no strong persons on Ash Wednesday. We are all humble servants journeying in the footsteps and the shadow of our master on our way to the cross where he died for our sins. Lent is no contest. We're not in competition. Uh, there's only one winner, and his name is not Craig Melvin Smith, nor is it your name. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus says, Lo, you seek me, and lo, you shall find me. So let those ashes on Ash Wednesday remind us of our frailty and that without him, we're nothing. But through him, we can do all things. Then let me say something about the process. I did say we're on a spiritual journey. Journey is the key word, journey. Uh, nothing will be completed or conquered in a 24-hour period. The 40-day journey is an acknowledgement that there is a conflict. There's a wrestling between the flesh and the spirit. Uh, the flesh uh, wants to please and control me. But the Spirit wants to please God. And Paul says there's a war going on inside of each believer. And Paul also says, I die daily regarding and referring to the fact that if we're going to be spiritually stronger, then the flesh has to die daily. Another part of scripture written by a Hebrew writer says, we got to lay aside every weight and sin. Uh, one translation says, the things that cling close to us. Some come off easily, but others take time. Mardi Gras ended on 
yesterday, last night, Fat Tuesday is what it's called. Fat Tuesday because it's the last day that persons can pig out, get fat, eat rich, fatty foods before the ritual Lent sacrifice and fasting begins. So Fat Tuesday uh, is the last hurrah that's marked by celebrations and indulgence. Maybe I'm speaking to someone on the line who's who's been down to New Orleans um, during Mardi Gras, and you know how it's off the chain. Um, another thing that I discovered in my uh, preparation is that historically, Christians would prepare a large feast to use up the meat and supplies they would abstain from until Easter. So here's the sequence of events. Since January 6th, and that's the official start of Mardi Gras, and especially in these last 10 days, in all parts of the city of New Orleans, especially the French Quarter, there has been nonstop food, fun, partying, parades, costumes, and drinking. I know somebody's thinking that sounds like a party you sure wish you had attended. Folk come to Mardi Gras from all over the world to let it all hang out. And then on Wednesday morning, this morning, there is this somber, quiet emptiness as the city of New Orleans returns to a sense of normalcy, if there's such a thing as New Orleans and the French Quarter being normal. Mardi Gras comes to a screeching halt on Ash Wednesday morning. It's all over. Now Lent begins. The streets return to a calm quietness that's evidenced by only the debris from the revelry and partying in the streets. Some of y'all been there. You know it was a lot of fun. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. And here's and here's uh, the the caveat. Those same party revelers made their way today to a church, a center, an assembly, and had ashes put on their foreheads as a symbol of Lent. So here it is now. Partying like hell, drinking like the devil, and then bringing it all to a screeching halt as though it never happened. It really doesn't work that way. That's how, not how you get sin and destruction out of your system. One day is ripping your life apart. And the next day, it's gone. Lent is a journey, step by step. John says it this way, I must decrease so that the Lord can increase. 
May there be decrease in our sinful ways. Sinful ways. Folk don't like to talk about sin. Preachers are afraid to say too much about it. It goes against the seeker-friendly model of reaching unbelievers. We don't want to offend sinners. They may not join our churches. So we tailor our message to what the congregation wants to hear. A message of the judgment of God does not draw unsaved people like one that emphasizes the love of God. What is our world, our church, and our witness coming to? I submit that the Mardi Gras model of turning up and then turning it off is not the way of sanctification. If we admit it, very few of us have shown long-term positive results in a 24-hour turnaround. It takes time. Self-denial takes time. Sacrifice takes time. Spiritual growth takes time. But guess what? It has to start. James says something in verse 21. Receive with meekness the engrafted or the planted word of God. When something is engrafted, it's attached, it's implanted for the purpose of producing and covering. A skin graft occurs when the new skin is attached to and placed over the area where the old skin was or the injured skin. Then, after being attached surgically and meticulously to the surrounding area of good skin, over the course of time, the whole area becomes as one, being grafted takes upon itself the appearance and the life of the rest of the skin in the body to the extent that it all begins to look the same. That's the way the word works. We don't get its results overnight in a once-and-for-all operation. The word gradually impacts and influences every aspect of our life. So let's be patient during Lent. Start today. By all means, pray. Tell the Lord that you are available. Receive God's word in your heart. Welcome the word of God. Read the word of God with a desire to put its truths into practice, and then confess that the engrafted word will manifest itself in evidence of changes in your life. Don't beat up on yourself because everything about you doesn't change, but little by little, let the word work. So Ash Wednesday, today, is our start. It'll take every one of these 40 days and then some 
to groom and grow us into the image of God's dear Son, our Savior, our Lord, and our Master. That's the way it really works. And thus is the word of faith which I teach tonight. Amen. Amen. Amen.